0: Welcome to Human Impact Stories, hosted by Eileen Sweeney and Amy McGuire, two business leaders with background in corporate social responsibility and community outreach. More than human interest, these stories have human impact. And now, Human Impact Stories.
1: This is Eileen, and today's guest is Arlene DiBineno, the CEO of the Women's Conference of Florida, which is scheduled for Friday, December 4th. Amy and I were happy to have the chance to hear about this year's conference, which will be virtual, and to hear about the great speaker lineup she has in store.
2: Arlene, thank you so much for joining us today. We cannot wait to hear about the Florida's Women's Conference. So tell us about the conference this year.
0: Well, as uh, as many may know, we had originally thought we were going to go to our traditional brick and mortar and then COVID hit and it presented an opportunity for us to host a virtual conference this year, which is wonderful because we've been able to reach women throughout the entire state of Florida and even throughout the country. And we actually have a few women that have signed up from countries like um, Russia, uh, the Netherlands and uh, Venezuela. So we're very, very excited uh, that we've been able to cast such a wide net and it's going to be, you know, the same wonderful keynote speakers that we've you know, had in the past, as well as amazing, uh, great breakout discussions focused on issues that are relevant to women in this new norm that we're living in, Amy.
1: So, um, Arlene, uh, how, how did you, how did this come about? How did you get started with the Women's Conference of Florida?
0: Well, it's been a passion project, Eileen, for 14 years. And it all originated from a position I held in a gubernatorial administration where I was director of boards um, and commissions. As you may know, each governor, elected governor has over 8,000 appointments to boards and commissions in the state. And um, it, it was our mission to really bring diversity. To these boards to sort of change the trajectory of the norm um, and find amazing, diverse candidates to serve. And what I found was that every time I approached an amazing woman who I knew was qualified, in many instances overqualified, to serve on the board, um, they shied away from the opportunity. And it was everything from, I'm not ready, I've never done anything like this before, I don't know if I'm qualified, yet any time I approached a man, it was an immediate yes, an immediate I'll figure it out, send me the application, they'd have it back on my desk in 24 hours. And it really just grew from frustration, I'll be honest, because I mean, these were women that were extremely talented, and I knew were qualified. And I was having to spend an enormous amount of time convincing them. And the ironic part of it was that the minute that they started serving, they ended up being our best board members. Um, They really were extremely well prepared. They understood the subject that they were that they were dealing with they understood um, the policy uh, that they were enacting so I, I really think that it was born from that of, of sitting back watching women who I knew were qualified and and looking at our state and knowing that we uh, knowing I'm sorry that we had an incredible talent that we needed to tap into and and to me it was providing a, an opportunity an event of, of this, nature uh, to have women meet each other, to network, to learn from one another, and then also tackle issues. The only way we're going to make change is by bringing women together, having them interact, and having these tough conversations.
1: So, you know, as you've been doing this, so for 14 years, as you've been doing this, um, what, what kind of trends have you seen in the whole um,
0: women's conferencing world. What, what's, what's changed? I think what has changed is um, the amazing women that are available from all, uh, you know, I think it used to be the the CEO or the woman in the upper level management who uh, was the normal, you know, type of speaker for these events. And what I have seen is that there are an incredible number of, you know, diverse women that are now available that are so wise and have so much to say on on a great number of issues. You know, I think with the amazing opportunity offered through, you know, the internet, through social media, we see influencers that have been born that have an incredible knowledge. I also think that it's been a great opportunity for younger women to really demonstrate the talent that they have and to bring their wisdom to the table and help younger women. Uh, Because to me, that's the audience that we need to bring along. It's that younger professional. Professional, even, you know, digging deeper into that high school and college level. I mean, listen, I wish I would have known and had access to something like this at such a young age. I think it would have made such a difference in my life. Um, and so I think that the, the, the real trend that I see is these amazing young women, especially in industries like tech, that are coming forward, that are providing such great knowledge and encouragement to that younger generation.
2: Arlene, to that point, you've made some amazing impact over the years. Will you talk about what have you seen? What's what are some either women or some success stories you can think of that you'd like to share?
0: I think for for us really what I am most proud of is the program that we've built, which is the College Women on the Rise. It's it's part of the Women's Conference, um, and what we did is we w- we worked with the state university system to identify young women from diverse backgrounds um, that had been impacted personally. These are young women that are are from homes where domestic violence has been present, where uh, in some cases one or both parents are. in jail um, where they have been left homeless and to sort of fend for themselves. These are young women that are working three and four jobs to put themselves through school and have 5.2 GPAs. It's amazing to me. And so what we do is the day before the conference, we bring them to our event and we host an all day uh, session focused on topics such as financial literacy, networking skills, resume building. Uh, We have a panel of young professional women that's available to them. And, And for me, After the conference is over is when the real work begins. We mentor these young women, we connect them to mentors and they're coming from different parts of the state. So we find a mentor. We also try and find internships. Um, So one young woman, for example, had approached me at the conference and said she was interested in working on the Hill. And I was able to connect her with the congressional member and she's now working on the Biden-Harris campaign. So it's things like that, where you're able to really impact someone's life and and for the good and, and provide them an opportunity that they otherwise, because they wouldn't have had access to something like this. Well, all of this
1: is so wonderful and especially about um, the young women. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you've shifted in um, the year of COVID? And I know you talked about that this will be virtual this year. So why don't you tell us the date uh, as well? But also, what can attendees expect this year in a, um, with a virtual event?
0: I think, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, our team was hopeful that, you know, in December, we would still be able to, to go to brick and mortar. And so we've worked very hard to pivot and provide this virtually. It's going to take place December the 4th, which is on a Friday, and it'll be from 10 30 to 3 PM in the afternoon. Um, I think for us, it's been an opportunity again, to cast a wide net, to reach out to women that otherwise would not have had access to this event. It's it's going to have amazing keynote speakers such as Glennon Doyle and Sally Krawcheck and Ali Love, who's Amazing in that Peloton community. Uh, these are women that are bringing messages of hope, Eileen. In this difficult COVID time, you know we have stayed closely in touch um, with the women that that are part of our, you know, what we call our family. Uh, we have an incredible uh, connectivity to over fifteen thousand women that are part of our database, and and we really reached out to them. We asked them, and and just the wide variety of issues that they're tackling during this difficult time issues of you know mental health where some you know some of them have lost their jobs they don't know what's next or they've had to take a shift in their career they had just started a business and now that business no longer exists women that were on, you know, track for a promotion this year. And now that's, you know, all of a sudden come to, to an end and they don't know, you know, what's next. And I think a lot of them feel they're not in the office. They're not interacting. It's that loss of, of connectivity, which is, you know, we're humans, you know, we need that. Um, I think for younger professional women, it's, it's, they're scared. I mean, they're no longer in an environment where they're, you know, showing their talent uh, to their, you know, to their uh, supervisor in, in a way that they normally would be able to. Uh, they feel that they're working harder to demonstrate the skills that they can bring to the table. So for us, it's providing an opportunity to discuss these difficult uh, times and issues that they're that they are having to deal with. Um, I think a lot of, of the women are concerned, for example, about their finances. So, bringing someone as dynamic as Sally Krawcheck, who is the founder of Elevest, to this this you know event and talking about and advising women. And then apart from that, we're we're going to have a panel discussion that. Is, is focused on that. And then, you know, the breakout sessions are just as important. Um, you know, Schumacher Advisors, for example, is hosting a, an incredible panel of dynamic women that are going to speak to this time. Um, Cigna is hosting a, a panel discussion focusing on mental health and, you know, providing the tools and resources that women can lean on during this difficult time. So for us, it's bringing the same, uh, just, you know, type of an event, just in a virtual form.
1: So I, I have a question. Are there any benefits of having it virtual? Do, how is that helping you?
0: I, I think, you know, obviously at, at the beginning, it's, it's that shock of we're not going to be able to be in person, but you make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. And as the team got together, as we started reaching out to our sponsors, as we had conversations with our community partners, to us, it's an opportunity, again, to reach out, to a larger number uh, of women and to be able to discuss issues that are impacting them and give access i think it's it's been a great opportunity uh, as well for the companies to dig a little deeper and and you know for example, one of our sponsors is is digging as deep as their uh, folks that are on the phone with customers every day and talking to their customers. And so it's an opportunity for them to be able to include women that they normally wouldn't have been able to do so. And then also some of the companies are reaching out to their clients, to their board members. So we are reaching a, a larger audience. We are reaching a, a much more diverse audience that we normally would not have had access to. And then also reaching, you know, as I said before, out to women beyond the state of Florida that, that want to hear you know, these voices and, and talk about these issues.
1: So Arlene, you know, over the years that you've had this conference, are there any stories that stand out of impact?
0: there are so many Eileen. Um, but the the two that really, for me, um, stand out, uh, one is a wonderful young woman who had come to the conference. Um, she was sponsored by a friend and the reason her friend wanted to bring her was she had just been let go from her company. And, um, she reached out to me she was uh the suggestion was made and she called and asked for my advice and said how can i best use my time and i suggested to her that she bring her resume that she really have her elevator speech ready and that i would be very happy to introduce her to different women that were going to be at the event that uh, were part of the industry that she was interested in and so i took about probably an hour that day, walked her around, introduced her. Well, she was hired that day. Oh, and uh, it was interesting because I was actually um, had left the, the main room of the conference to sneak out real quick to have a conversation with a staff member. And I saw her uh, basically being interviewed. And she walked up to me about 45 minutes later in tears and said, if I would not have had access to this, if I would have not had the opportunity, uh, and this is a conference she had never heard of, she didn't know anything about, and because this one woman took an interest in her, mentored her, purchased a ticket for her, and that's what this is about. This is about how do we find ways to connect with other women, Who would not know or know to come to something like this is how you know it's looking at ways to help one another and to really provide an opportunity to connect women to each other and for all sorts of reasons whether it's hiring them for a position whether it's you know investing in a company together whether it's a way for them to come together and talk about an issue that's impacting their personal lives that is what this event does for women and it's something that I've really embedded into the team. If you see an opportunity, if someone asks, taking the time, don't, we're never too busy, right? We're never too busy to figure out a way to help someone else. And just to see that that day was, you know, to me, it was like, that's why we're here. This, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And it's important for us to continue, you know, doing it and, and providing these opportunities, especially for that next generation. Mm-hmm.
2: Charlene, that's amazing. <laughs> we at Shoemaker are so proud to be a sponsor again this year, and we are doing something similar. We are inviting a variety of women, both at both ends of their career, the younger and the older to join us and to see this day. And hopefully we'll have a success as you've described for some others, as people look to expand their networks. Uh, you have an amazing group of sponsors and more coming up. Can you talk about some of those? And they represent so many of um, Florida's greatest companies. Can you talk about some of your sponsors?
0: They really do, Amy, and they have been with us year after year making this possible. Tico is, is a perfect example. DTCC, State Farm Insurance. Schumacher, as you just mentioned. The, the Lightning. Uh, Mosaic. So many incredible companies that I could I could mention um, have been on board with us, have really demonstrated their support year after year and encouraged us this year uh, to provide this. You know, Verizon, when they approached, us said, you know, for us, it's a great opportunity to invite the woman in customer service. Who spends all day long representing our company, interacting directly with customers? They're our voice, and for us to be able to to let them know how valuable they are to us is so important. And you know, I the interesting thing too that I see our sponsors doing um, is they're reaching out to the men in their company, and they're saying. This is an opportunity. We, we want you to be a part of this. We want you to listen. And I was actually having this conversation with Tech Data, uh, who is also a sponsor. One of their uh, male executives came to our event last year, had never been before. And he literally said on our call, I was in tears at one point during the day. I had no idea. I am a husband, a father of three daughters. I had no idea that women were having to deal with these issues
1: really really terrific um i have a question yeah. and we'll figure out where this goes in the um h- how does that young attendee this year get her resume to somebody how, so, how is that different because we're not in we're not all in that same ballroom
0: So one of the opportunities that we're looking at, Eileen, is a networking session and doing more than one. And and that will allow women to, to network. It will allow women that have never met before and not just in Tampa Bay, right? Throughout the state and possibly throughout the country and internationally, there's so many opportunities with this virtual experience that I think is amazing. Um, We are going to follow up with our women. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that they remain connected. You know, something that we're doing differently, um, you know, that I think is important. uh, We're providing this content for 60 days it's it's unheard of in the conference world. And so for us to be able to have this content available to women and also possibly through that networking experience, connect them, provide contacts, provide ways for them to stay connected is extremely important. So it's not just about this one day, it goes beyond that. And then for the college women on the rise, their program will continue. We're gonna to continue to offer them speakers and opportunities to remain connected. And the internship, the mentorship, that can be done virtually, right? That can still happen. And so we're still working on that piece of it as well. Um, so I think this offers a unique opportunity. I think to us, it's it's really been a gift in, in the accessibility it provides and the ability to reach out way beyond that net that we have had in the past. Thank you,
1: Arlene, for being our guest today. Uh, how can our listeners learn more about the Women's Conference of Florida, and become registered.
0: They can visit our website, which is WCOFFL.com. They can also go to our Instagram account, which the handle is also WCOFFL.com. We have links on Instagram, as well as Facebook, which is Women's Conference of Florida, And uh, they can find all of the information. If they want to send me an email directly, if they have any questions, it's Arlene, A-R-L-E-N-E, at wcoff
1: Thank you again, Arlene, and congratulations on the five-year anniversary of the Women's Conference of Florida. Amy and I are both looking forward to joining in on December 4th. As always, thank you to our wonderful listeners. And please continue to send us your stories of human impact.
0: Human Impact Stories is produced by Jody Locke with technical support and editing provided by Kevin Tice.